You're listening to Echo the Podcast. Indie pop artist Nicholas Hamilton is known for his roles as Henry Bowers in It and It Chapter 2, as well as Relian in Captain Fantastic. Now this Australian artist is telling stories through his music. Over the past two years, Hamilton has worked alongside the voice alum Britton Buchanan to create a story-infused EP that captures love, loss, and change. We chatted with Hamilton about his debut single, Different Year, what to expect with the EP, and more. Take a listen. Hey, Nicholas, how was your day today? My day was weird. That's, uh, I had my, um, my fire alarm tests going off in my apartment today, so I'm at my boyfriend's place now, kind of hunkering down from the mess. Also, I've been going through your Instagram, and your dog, Nala, is so cute. She's here with me, actually. She's, uh, she's hunkering down with me. Oh, Awesome. So first off, I want to congratulate you on your debut single, Different Year. How does Thank it you. feel to have that out in the world? It's nuts. It's weird to have. Uh, I've been writing for about um, two-ish years now. So it feels like this is, it's the first thing I'm releasing out of all these things. So it's just, it's very odd to actually have something that I've made purely myself um, be out in the world. It's like, it's, and I've said this uh, time and time again, I think the reason a lot of actors go into music is because, uh, there isn't any creative control in acting really. Like mm-hmm. you're reading someone else's, uh, words in front of a camera, right? You're not, um, uh, none of it's yours. You can perform it however you want, but it's none of it's really yours. Um, whereas writing, especially the way I write, I write with pure honesty. Like everything I write is so about I write about stuff that happened to me about the relationships I have with the people in my life. Like it's very honest and candid and stuff. So it's weird to have, especially something like a different year, which is like a bloody diary entry, uh, for all of 2020 Yeah. in, in song, uh, out there that's for people to hear is, is really cool. Yeah. Can you speak a little bit to the inspiration for the song? And like you said, how it's a diary entry for what the past, year has been like for you and also for a lot of the people listening yeah so i um i wrote the song with um uh my friend Britton buchanan um in la we just kind of we hooked up after we're uh, mutual friends through another friend of mine and uh he's a phenomenal songwriter and singer and we've um uh there's no coming now <laughs> uh we've um uh we've written a few songs together different year was the second song we ever wrote together and, um, and, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was cool to have, um, I think it was the first song we ever wrote that was purely out of nothing. Uh, I think the other songs we've written together, were just out of like a, a line or a, like a guitar little thing that he had different years out of just, we started out, uh, with nothing and just kind of went with the flow and it turned into something really beautiful and honest and candid. And I think, um, uh, I, I came out of that session knowing that different year was one of the best things I've ever written hundred percent. So what made you pick Different Year as your debut single after writing for two years? What made you decide that this was the best way to introduce yourself to the world? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question because it's, uh, I think I've written, like, written and finished maybe 50 songs over two years. And um, yeah, being able to kind of whittle that down to, to Different Year, I guess I... Actually, I played Different Year for a few people. Um, I never really play my songs for anyone uh, outside of my really close friend and family group. But um, I was at a, a gathering with some of the It kids, actually, one of the, some of the kids in It and the director at, at uh, the director of It's Place. 
and um, he had a piano and I was just kind of messing around and uh, they asked me to play something. And I just, I think we wrote different year, like the, the week before that. And I thought it was really cool. So I played it and they loved it and got a really good reaction from it. So um, kind of as I was forming uh, what I was going to put in my first um, EP and uh, first kind of release schedule, uh, it was kind of just a natural progression that uh, I think one of the, the best songs I've ever written should should be first. Um, and I also think it's very relatable too. It's a song that everyone can listen to and see uh, themselves in. It's very, it's literally it, it, as much it is, as it is about um, my 2020 and how I felt during 2020. It's is just about that feeling of wanting to go to sleep when you're sad and waking up when everything's better. Like that's uh, at the core of it. That's what it is. And I love how it's an upbeat sounding song, but like you said, it talks about something that is very emotional and raw. Uh, What made you want to juxtapose those two things? I've always loved that. I've always loved the dichotomy of a um, a sad song sung in like an upbeat way, Uh, like put together, like put to like an innocent bedroom beat. That was really, uh, that was as much as I love that, that was the producer, Arthur Pingree's um, input. He's always, uh, if he's ever worked on a happy song, uh, he always trying to kind of makes it uh, like more ballady and vice versa with, um, with sad songs. I think with a song like different year, when everyone's been uh, depressed for a full year, uh, because everything's happening. I think it was probably just the best way to go with um, something like this to make someone be able to bop their head to what happened last year is I think it's probably ideal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you've been writing songs for two years. Is there anything that you've learned over the past two years that you apply to your writing now? Yeah, 100%. I guess when I first moved over here, there was a, a thought in my head, a very prominent thought of re- recording and releasing some songs right away of some stuff that I'd already written. And um, uh I'm glad I didn't, I guess I really liked those songs then and they're still great songs. Um, but my biggest thing now, um, even though I'm only still 20, uh, looking back at some child actors and really just child musicians who release stuff when there's the 16, 17, especially if they write their own songs, it's often about stuff that really doesn't matter. Um, unfortunately, like it's like, it's, uh, they can, even if the song is very good, I'm, I'm happy that I've had, uh, two years of experience now in LA of going through multiple relationships and multiple, um, experiences with different people. And I think only one of the songs on this upcoming AP is, was written before I moved to, uh, LA. So it's kind of, uh, everything else, everything's quite new. And, uh, yeah, as much as I've written whatever 50 songs in the last two years, I think, uh, the songs that were written very recently, especially all of last year when I was really trying to hone in on my skill then, they're the best ones and the most honest ones and the ones that actually seem like they matter the most. So speaking of, you grew up in Byron Bay, Australia, which is known for their Blues Festival mm-hmm. and Peter Gifford and Olivia Newton-John. Yeah. Um, did growing up there influence your sound or your music? Yeah, I guess so. It's cause, so I grew up uh, about um, in a very small town called Austinville, about half an hour out of Byron Bay. And um, the more I kind of wrote music and uh, uh, started getting into music, um, the more, I, more time I spent in Byron doing certain uh, open mic gigs with my guitarist and um, co-writer Ben Cool back in Australia. Um, yeah, I guess. I mean, there's it was less the, the place I was at. Um, it's more kind of the the personality everyone has in Byron. Everyone's so chill and uh, everyone in Byron is very music based. There's a lot of um, 
people from everywhere uh, coming into backpack and and busk and and do open mics and stuff in Byron. So being surrounded by that since I was a kid was uh, I think probably probably uh, pretty integral to to who, I, to who I am now. I guess it was more um, growing up with that Australian mindset with my parents, especially of like. Uh, I'm very open to a lot of things, um, in general, like, uh, I, I don't shy, shy away from any foods. I'm, uh, I watch pretty much any movie someone puts in front of me. I'll, and same goes for music. I'm very, uh, I listen to pretty much every genre. I'm just a very big fan of just sound, I guess. And, uh, the way people interpret sound and, um, which was the most disgusting thing for me. So, um, <laughs> as an Australian chill human being, um, but yeah, being around my parents who, uh, always loved music and my mum was, uh, like very into like the, uh, she grew up in the seventies. So like the eighties, uh, poison and she's like a, she loves country. And my dad's like, uh, loves dad music, like the Eagles and, uh, Cat Stevens and stuff like that back in the day. And I, I always grew up like everywhere in Australia seems to be very far away from everywhere, everywhere else in Australia. So like every drive is a road trip. So you just put on some music and, uh, that was always the, I'd always listen to their playlist when I was a kid. Sure. Are there any elements from those songs that you see now in your songwriting and producing? I guess so. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, some of the songs on the EP are more kind of, um, uh, they seem to land less in the modern genre. Um, but I guess something like different year and, uh, and the other single I'm releasing later on, uh, they're very, they do seem very modern. They're, I think they're more influenced by what I love now. Like I'm very much into like chill pop, like bedroom beats, uh, where, um, and I like, like I said, the, the sad songs that are disguised in very kind of chill electronic, uh, or acoustic guitar kind of, um, music that really, uh, that dichotomy it really fascinates me. Um, yeah, and no, I guess I guess a lot of the music that I make nowadays is influenced by what I listen to now, for sure. And you talked a little bit about your upcoming EP. What can fans expect from mm. the EP in terms of songs or sounds? I guess uh, the weird thing that um, uh, I realized was just the way that the singles laid out. Um, the songs that are on the EP that won't be released before the EP comes out um, one of them is more similar to the singles, but the other two are quite, they land, like I said, in the older genre there, um, they could be a bit, a bit like Rocky and, um, uh, yeah, they kind of land more, more like uh, a bit heavier than my other stuff more or less chill. Um, but I guess my through line, I've said this, uh, countless times is, uh, honesty, like the, I write with about stuff that has happened to me, um, with the most kind of candid lyrics I can think of, like, having to face someone who I've written a song about is something I've had to deal with very recently. Um, constantly just about like, uh, something in, um, in different year, the bridge is about my ex-boyfriends. The majority of the song is about uh, like, there's a line in the song where I, um, uh, uh, say that when I call my mom, I don't know what to say. And she like quotes that day by day now just to make sure I'm okay. It's the kind of having to deal with, um, really writing honestly about how I feel about people in my life is the byproduct of of that is having people know what you think about them. And, uh, like I said, with different year, if you, um, a diary entry is normally kept to yourself. And this is like, uh, it's like therapy, but filmed in front of a live studio audience. (laughs) And recorded forever. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. If you could set fans up in the perfect environment to listen to different year or any of your music, what do you imagine it looking like? 
Wow. Um, I guess I've always thought uh, the, the majority of how I listen to my music um, and test out my music, if I'm just kind of making demos and stuff, is I, I do one or two things. I either get in the car and put it on the radio, just kind of on repeat and see if it sounds any good, um, which I think a lot of my songs are driving songs. Um, or I put them on my, on my speaker in my bedroom and I close the door and just kind of lay down and face the ceiling. And I think that's, um, weirdly, that's a thing that my generation is very good at is locking ourselves away and just laying down and being in our feelings. Um, I think that's really how the, the two things that could be the best is you can either be very happy and scream the songs in the, in the, in the car, or you could lay down and be in your feelings and really listen to the lyrics and, uh, think about how they apply to you. Cause I think, uh, the main thing I really want to do with my music is to make stuff that people in my generation, um, can really relate to and, uh, constantly being told, uh, as kind of younger kids, uh, that the elders are better than us and, uh, we have to respect them. And obviously there are still ones that we have to do that too, but it's the realizing that adults are humans too. And, um, a lot, my, one of my songs on um, the EP is about purely about that. It's about learning that my parents and grandparents are just people who have flaws and have made mistakes in their life. And that's something never really taught like in school or at home. Um, you kind of just uh, have to idolize parents and stuff. So I guess that's, uh, relating to younger people with these songs and uh, hoping that they can feel the things that I'm feeling in the songs is the most ideal thing I guess I can think of. Yeah. And you mostly write from your own perspective. Have you ever been inspired to write from someone else's perspective, like maybe your mom or your grandparents or just writing someone else's story? A hundred percent. I guess I love writing with uh, other people. So that's, um, I've always idolized people like Ed Sheeran who can um, go into a session with someone he's never met and write a song purely for them to sing. And it sounds like they've been written. It's been written by them. Like that's my main goal is to be able to do that for people. Um, Cause I just love, I love songwriting. Uh, I think being able to write with other people for other people uh, would be a dream. Um, but yeah, I guess, I mean, there's, there's very few songs, but there are songs on my register that, uh, are about things that haven't happened to me about just kind of random fake people in my head. Um, that's, and I, I think that's just a fun experiment. I've always, I was always good when I was a kid at um, like creative writing in English. It was like the only part of school I was good at. Um, and I could just write stories about things that, uh, if someone gave me a line, I could write a story for the rest of that line. Um, and I guess that songwriting is just a, a musical version of that. So I'm, I'm a huge fan of being able to write in uh, my perspective and tell stories that have uh, happened to me. But at the same time, if that's not going to relate to someone, possibly writing a song about, um, I wrote a song that uh, my boyfriend is convinced that it's about him, uh, about him in the future is about someone who um, has a drug addiction, which is not even close to who he is, but that's just who he is. Um, (laughs) uh, So that's like just not even close to who I am, not even close to anyone I know. And it's just, um, yeah, if someone relates to that in a special way, then that's, that's what I'm here for. And do you have a dream collaboration of somebody that you'd love to work with? I have so many. Um, I really love right now and uh, recently I love, I've loved Lewis Capaldi. I think he's a brilliant, brilliant songwriter and uh, he just writes and sings with everything he's got. It seems like he's sung um, like his three hit songs. He's sung them all like 500 times and every time he performs, it's 
still coming from that same spot and like that emotion still bubbles up and that's just wild to me. Um, so I guess to be able to write with someone who can write with that emotion would be stunning. Um, I guess I grew up with listening to like Jack Johnson. So I guess like listening, uh, and like, uh, Britain who I wrote different year with, uh, work sometimes with, uh, the guy who wrote, um, heart, uh, heartache tonight, heartbreak tonight for, um, for, for the Eagles. So like it's, uh, stuff, I guess stuff that would make my dad happy would be kind of cool. Um, I made my parents, uh, really proud of me. I've always wanted to be in like a fast and furious movie for my brother. I guess that's that, it's that kind of feeling of like being able to write with people who my parents actually know and my family actually know would be kind of cool. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So you talked a little bit about Louis Capaldi and his performing when you eventually get to perform your original music, what do you imagine that concert environment looking like? I mean, I can't imagine. It's been such a dream for so long. And now that's, uh, I guess the world is not doing that for, for a bit of time now. It's weird to, I guess it's a weird time to release music and expect a tour and not being able to. Um, I mean, it's, it's been such a, such a dream of mine to be able to play my songs for people. I've been, I've been doing open mics for a very long time, uh, ever since I started writing music for other people's songs, like, uh, covers of other people's songs. And that's so, um, different obviously. So to be able to really tailor my show, I guess it's the same thing with the creative control with being able to write my songs and have them sound the way I want them to sound and have the words in them that I want. Um, I guess it's the same deal. I'll be able to kind of shape my, my, uh, my playing space and shape who I play with and make that the most comfortable I can be. Uh, I guess that's the biggest thing. My songs, um, different year, especially, uh, feel quite huggy. Uh, so I guess I wanted the whole space to feel quite comfortable and, um, really cliche, cheesy stuff like pillows on the ground, that kind of stuff. Um, stuff that I can, uh, replicate a small intimate, uh, venue and hopefully bigger venues eventually. Like you mentioned earlier, you were in It and many other films. Is there anything that you've learned from acting that you've applied to your music or you see applying to your music in the future? Yeah, I guess, uh, I guess, like I said, when you're a, when you're a child actor, um, which I was for, for some time, um, and having to eventually trans translate that into a real actual film career is, um, I don't know. It's, um, it's difficult because you have to take on the, I had to take on the role that my mum had uh, taken on for, for so long, um, as being like my manager and dealing with all my emails and learning how to write emails in the first place. And, uh, I guess doing that matures you, uh, beyond compare to people that are 18 years old like you. Um, so I guess, yeah, being able to have that, uh, so-called maturity, uh, above people, um, who might be of my age in a different field, I guess being able to write in ways that, um, reflect that. Uh, cause I think it's very easy to have a song written by someone who, uh, if, is either is, uh, um, in their teens or, um, not as kind of mature as certain songwriters that, that immaturity comes across quite easily and, uh, writing about stuff that, uh, again, doesn't really matter. And, um, as much as mu music might matter to you, um, it can translate quite weirdly. Uh, so I guess that, yeah, I guess being able to be a so-called adult, um, quite 
quickly, having to become that quite quickly in my career, I guess that might help. Yeah, I can definitely see that. And as fans wait for your upcoming EP, what can they look forward to until then? We'll probably say that uh, the second single comes out in February, which is fun. Um, That'll be uh, announced later on. Um, I guess, yeah, I mean, hopefully 2021 lets me film stuff again. That'd be ideal. Uh, I'd love to be back on set. Uh, I love both of my careers. Now that this, now that music is also my career, both of my careers are just my hobbies. Like, um, being able to just kind of spend my pastime, uh, like watching movies and writing music and, uh, listening to music. It's like study is my pastime. Um, I think that's quite, that's really cool. So being able to do that as well as work, it would be my ideal 2021, I guess. Keep writing, keep putting out music. Uh, hopefully we can tour eventually. Um, I guess all these things, like I, at the start of 2020, I had long-term goals for like this year and next year and in five years. And I think now this year is made like, uh, I can't, I can't have them anymore. All my goals are like minute to minute now. It's like, what can I do? today that makes my tomorrow easier and better for me and the people around me. Like that's, I guess that's really what I focus on. Um, especially now with like doing press for different year and, uh, doing press for the other, um, uh, for the other songs and filming stuff and doing auditions and stuff. I guess everything right now is so minute to minute and you don't really know what's going to happen next. So I guess I view my long-term goals now is quite far out. That's probably how people should look at life in general, right? Like moment to moment. I guess so. Do you see yourself doing any directing of your music videos when you're able to do that? Yeah, I guess. I mean, it all falls into that creative control, right? I guess it's something that um, I'm able to, uh, I'd love to, uh, I guess, write it and be able to tell, uh, decide what I want to do with music videos. Um, I have no experience in the music video field, so I guess it's like... uh, it's the same thing with my music, being able to pair up with people who have that experience, like um, Arthur, my producer, and Britton, who I wrote Different Year with, and Sabs, who I wrote my second single with, um, people who have been in this industry for years, and they know what's going on, and I can kind of live vicariously through them until I know what's going on. Um, and right currently, I don't know what's going on. So I guess we'll just uh, we'll find out. Um, yeah, I guess in the future, possibly. What is one quote that you have heard or that you go by that you want to echo out to the world? I always stand by, um, I don't know who told me, but um, I always treat people with the respect that they give me. Um, I think the common phrase is like treat people with kindness, but I think there's certain people and we've realized now um, in the entertainment industry, especially people who need to be taken down a peg. And that's, uh, especially for our generation, like, uh, not being afraid to stand up to the, to the elders who, uh, aren't doing a good job being an adult and aren't doing a good job being the people that we have to look up to. Um, if you are treated with respect, treat that person back with respect. Um, but if you're treated like shit, don't be afraid to throw hands. (laughs) I think that's very good (laughs) advice. Thank you. So, Thank you so much for chatting with me. Thank you so much. And I love the song. Thank and you. I can't wait for everybody else to hear it. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. You can stay connected with Nicholas Hamilton on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And you can listen to Different Year, now available for streaming. You can follow along with Echo on Facebook, Twitter, 
and Instagram.